Welcome to ConExpo ConAg Radio, brought to you by the Association of Equipment Manufacturers with your host, Peggy Smedley. This is ConExpo ConAg Radio, brought to you by the Association of Equipment Manufacturers. I'm your host, Peggy Smedley. We have a great show for you today, and we are going to be talking all about the data for the operator. But first, we want to remind you to subscribe to our 365 e-newsletter. This can help you stay up to date on all the technologies and trends impacting our construction industry. And you can do that by visiting conexpoconag.com slash subscribe. And there's a lot of great information that we're putting up there on a regular basis. So I encourage you to go up there and subscribe today as we're broadcasting this show. So now let's get started. The construction industry employs about 7% of the world's working age population, and it is one of the largest sectors with $10 trillion spent on construction. But the industry, as we all know, has a productivity problem. Labor productivity growth in construction has averaged only 1% a year during the past two decades. This is compared to a 2.8% for the total world economy, and that's only 3.6% for manufacturing. Now, we all know this is a problem, and we've talked about this many times before, but there's really something we can do. And we've even talked about that technology can help solve this challenge for the construction industry. And at the very least, it can help provide some very much-needed assistance. Intelligent machines can help support all of us in the construction industry and all of you construction professionals. Big data, as we've also talked about, is already out at your construction job site. But the real question I want to pose to you today is, how can your operators harness all of this data? Now, have you given that much thought? That is what we're going to address on today's podcast. But as always, I'm not going to address this question alone. Today, I'm joined by Carl Johan Timbach, and he is the Product Services Business Manager at Volvo. Callie, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Peggy. So, Callie, you and I have had numerous conversations, and before this podcast, you and I were talking about what's the best way to help our listeners understand really what is all of this idea of technology and data. So I think the best place for us to really get started is really by defining what is big data. And I think even more what I'd love for you to do for me is kind of narrow in on what this means for the operator, because I think they really need to understand that if they're listening and how that can help them. Yeah. Um, Well, the way I see it is is that our machines today have, you know, they're equipped with a lot of sensors. They generate a lot of data and information that can be, you know, aggregated and analyzed either on board in the machine or off board. And in turn, this information can also help decision making. You know, this could be everything from uh, seatbelt, you know, whether seatbelt being attached to, you know, the pressure of the tires to, you know, oil temperatures, gear slippage. Uh, but it could also be productivity or efficiency-related uh, information, such as, you know, material mood, uh, how much fuel you burned, how much time you spent queuing, loading, unloading a machine. But looking at it more from an operate, uh, operator uh, standpoint, I-, I believe that some of this data can help the operator in performing better. But uh, it's about providing the information to the operator in a good way, to enable better decision-making. 
And and this is of course depending on what type of machine that's being operator operated and and also the application. You know, is it a hauler a hauler operator moving material from A to B in a remote location, or is it you know an excavator operator performing a high precision job in an urban area, or are we talking about a very skilled and experienced operator or someone who might be you know operating the machine for the first time? The type of information that could be beneficial for for an operator um, is, is is depending on is dependent on uh, many factors. So so I guess I guess what I'm trying to say here is you know big data can benefit the operator, but but the question is you know or or the challenge is to provide the right information to the operator uh, based on on, uh, on certain factors. So, I mean, when we think about it, when we hear this idea of big data, it's such a big term, no pun intended there, but we're talking about can the machine mimic human cognitive functions, you know, like problem solving or learning or pattern recognition, like all those things that we talk about what big data is supposed to do. But even if you and I were talking more and we wanted to do a better job and even narrowing in a bit more on what happens in the process of Moving equipment, I think, from one location to another, because that's what I think our listeners are thinking about. So how can technology help us do that? I mean, specifically, what I'm thinking about is, or what I want to drill down now is, is talk about hauling from, I think, that point A to point B. And then transporting, you know, you and I are talking about trailing equipment from one side to another. I think that's more important than us just saying artificial intelligence and how it can become a reality. And I I think everybody talks about that when they talk about big data, but I think it becomes this misnomer. And I think people get lost in it because we start talking about algorithms and we, we talk about how it, it, it's exposing information, but I, I think we're not really talking about construction. We want to get from point A to point B and what the operator has to do when they're transporting equipment. That's the real thing, right? Yeah, exactly. And uh, what, what we're looking at at the moment, because in my team, I, uh, in the team I work at Volvo, we, we, we work with intelligent machines, but I focus specifically on services relating to the articulator holders, which, you know, big, powerful, mobile equipment. So when we talk uh, hauling or transporting material from point A to point B with articulator holder, this could mean, for example, uh, when we talk providing or, or using big data to provide advice to operators. Uh, it could, for example, be advice concerning how to adjust driving behavior or driving mode based on certain situations. Um, for example, it could be being able to see where other machines are uh, in real time on site, uh, you know, current cert- uh, current um, traffic situations on the site. You know, are you approaching uh, a single lane road? Are there other machines in that single lane road? Uh, is there, uh, you're approaching a crossing with where you have limited visibility. You know, how can the system, how can, how can, um, how can the machine together with, uh, knowing, knowing what, what hap- what's happening on site, even though it's not visible to the operator, how can, how can the system communicate with the operator in a way that it helps the operator to, to adjust that, the driving behavior based on, on, on how things look like? And, and uh, I think from uh, if we look at from a productivity standpoint, it could mean you know sharing data between vehicles. Maybe they have a production target for for a fleet of of, uh, of machines, 
and uh, they are to move, you know, uh, X amount of tons or cubic yards of material during a period of time. Being able to share information between me- vehicles means that the operators would then be able to monitor, you know, how are they progressing against that target. Uh, so I think there's a lot that can be done to, to, to support the operator when, when we talk about, you know, moving, moving a machine from A to B. Definitely. Gave me all this great information. I don't even know where to begin talking about driver behavior and traffic situations and single lanes. And it, it's, it's overwhelming that I, I could ask so many things that lead to, to safety, which I'm going to get to. But I, I guess what the thing that came to mind is when you talked about productivity, I guess the really yep. interesting thing now led me to think about fuel efficiency. Because when I mm-hmm. think about that is you're now thinking how operators can manage fuel efficiency when moving equipment from one location to the other. And, and what came to mind there is, is a construction site, they're always thinking about how to maximize costs. And that to me is so critical. So I'm thinking about right now with information, they've got to be thinking about how can they use that data to learn and adapt and translate that information at their construction sites into actually profitable way with fuel efficiency. Is that a part of what we're doing here as well? Yes, absolutely. And I think one aspect uh, of fuel efficiency is to look at, you know, minimizing waste in the process of transporting a machine from A to B without compromising then on productivity. This this could mean, for example, moving the machine at, you know, an optimal speed in order to minimize unnecessary fuel burn. So, Something that, that we've looked at, uh, and, and that we actually demonstrated at ConExpo is, is, is something that we call speed advice, which is basically an algorithm that, that provides the operator with an optimal speed in a given, let's say, a given work cycle. And, uh, and, and the idea here is to, to, uh, achieve a more optimal hauling operation, having, tra- let's say, traveling at the optimal speed to, to minimize queuing and idling and unnecessary fuel burn in that work cycle. So basically having more more of a lean, let's say, uh, a lean cycle where where you are uh, trying to minimize waste by by basically uh, having uh, traveling at, at an optimal speed. So, we- so uh, and 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 to do that, we we uh, we have a. The secondary display that that we call Volvo Copilot, where uh, we then uh, communicate with the operator through that through that display. So that Copilot, because that's what I was thinking. If you've got this Copilot now, you're 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 doubling that man. It's like you've you've got a, like a whisperer there to me. I think because not only <laughs> is that Copilot making you say you're to lean, you're it's making you profitable, but now it's ma- increasing your safety because it's it's that extra insight into what's happening at that job site. So I think it's got to go back to that where you were saying about driver behavior because now you're seeing other things. It's, you know, you're seeing where you have limited visibility because that's what I was leading, what you were leading to when you were talking earlier that I had so many questions because I think it's giving you that extra communication when you have a co-pilot, you know, that's giving you a little bit about what they need to keep in mind to actually be and you were talking about articulating and communicating, you said, with other vehicles. So I think now you've got more information that's not only keeping you lean, but now I think it's also adding to your safety. Is that not right? Yes. Yeah, yes, you can say that. I mean, um, 
the uh, the services as such is not meant to be uh, let's say safety services, but you could you could look at it from a safety standpoint as well and say that yes, it, it could potentially support or help the operators uh, from a safety aspect when uh, moving the equipment on the site. But again, I would I would like to stress that you know at the end of the day, you know the operator is in control of the machine and and. Uh, and, and ultimately responsible for operating it. What, what we do is we provide support for the operator, but I think uh, when it comes to safely operating the machine, and in this case, then articulated hauler, you know, at the end of the day, the operator would, would know what, what the actual circumstances looks like, and, and uh, he or she will, will have to make a judgment based on that. So hearing and, and, what you... know, take that, take that support from the, well, in this case, the co-pilot into account, but so, so that's, it's interesting. So then what I'm hearing you say, I think it's also important to talk about that balance then. So that's what I'm hearing you say mm-hmm. that the, uh, with the operator. So then there has to be a balance between leveraging the data at the same time needing to keep their eyes on the road. And it's really interesting because we talk about distracted driving. Now we got to talk about the distracted operator, right? Because I think at some point we get lost sometimes when we talk about the importance of technology. So would you agree or disagree? It sounds like that's what you're saying, that there has to be some responsibility between the operator and all this flood of information we're giving them that they have to take some ownership in all of this information and actually managing how much they're getting and being responsible when they're hauling and using these articulators and what they're doing as articulator haulers. Yeah, and I mean, uh, firstly, I think it's important you know, that the operator, in this case, perceives, this, you know, the, the advice or the, the services as, as value-adding, you know, value-adding support rather than a distraction. And, and, and as I said, this uh, Android platform that we work with and, and this Volvo Copilot is, I guess, that, that, you know, that's the way we would like to, uh, we'd like the operators to see it as, as a co-pilot, you know, something, some, something that provides them with the support. But, uh, so, and, and when we talk about, you know, value adding, I think we need to make sure that we provide the information in such a way that, you know, the operator can receive it uh, and understand the information without being distracted. And it, it's hard to say where you draw the line if we talk about a balance. Uh, but I agree with you. I mean, it's, it's very important to, to acknowledge that, that the operator needs to keep the eyes on the road. Absolutely. And then the question is, you know, how can we, how can we support the operator in a way that it's, it's uh, helping the operator rather than distracting the operator? It, it's kind of funny because I think what we're saying is we've advanced so far with technology that we're looking at how we're improving safety at the job site because it looks like we've got these AI algorithms which detect and mm. decipher kind of specific objects using, you know, I, I guess, you know, computer vision methods, right? We we're sending warning messages to the operator to reduce the risk of accidents. We're increasing yeah, their radar safety. technology. Yeah. And it sounds like, yeah. you know, we're, we're like performing these mundane tasks, repetitive and sometimes <laughs> dangerous labor intensive. It sounds like yeah. tasks, what you're just describing. So let's dive deeper into that technology because it sounds like what you're saying is that M to M can enable the transfer of data between these vehicles and I think what we're really starting to see happen is construction job sites and 
what's coming in the future. And I think what's interesting is that if we look at it, we're seeing the maybe the inexperienced machine operators able to carry out more complex tasks than they otherwise could be able to do. And that's what I think is more impressive that sometimes we don't give credit for, or maybe you do. I'm, I'm not sure. Maybe that's the question I should ask is that now we're seeing the future is opening up the door for a lot more things. And, and while we say they have to take responsibility, the idea is they can do more in a safer way. They're getting information. They're able to do things they weren't able to do. But at the same time, they've got to look at this information and be careful. They're at a job site. A lot of things are happening and they've got to be aware of what's happening around them at the same time while they're getting information. Is that kind of, so now the future holds a lot of great opportunities for them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, talking about machine to machine communication, I, I do believe that we will see more of that in the future on job sites. I think, uh, to what extent is, it's difficult to say at this point, but there are many benefits with machine to machine communication for, for different reasons as already mentioned. And, and also the fact now that, you know, a lot of, you know, 3G, 4G connection and perhaps soon even 5G connectivity is, is available in many places today. And that also means that it, there's less need for uh, additional infrastructure on a site to enable machine to machine communication. A lot of services that are, that, that, that we're working with are 3G or 4G based, uh, as a, that, that uses with telecommunication as you know enabler to uh, to to communicate between vehicles, and uh, at the same time there there also needs to be a market demand for the services. So I I think it's it, it's hard to say to what extent machine to machine communication would be part of the you know the construction industry, but but for sure I think it will uh, it will it it will be uh, more widely used in the future than. It, it is today. Will we see more radio-based technology? Because we always talk about 3G, 4G, 5G, and, you know, it goes on and on and on. But will we see mm. other radio-based type things advancing and changing the way? Because sometimes we don't get the connectivity we want. Will we see, and are those are things operators need to be more aware of as we're advancing in that technology world? Uh, yes, I, uh, I, I believe so. Um, I think there's different, you know, there's different means of Enabling communication between machines and, and some, some are more frequently used than others today. And some, I think, work better in, in certain applications. And, and without being, being, you know, an expert in the area of technology used to communicate between machines as such, I, I do see uh, that, that there's a lot happening in this area in, in, within the market, in the market. So, and I think from a Volvo standpoint, we're looking to use different types of connectivity, uh, let's say means of connectivity for different purposes. And yes, we are exploring the possibility of using radio, let's say radio technology for, for certain types of communication. And I think one of that, one of the benefits there is, you know, uh, using radio to send data between machines also means that there's little or no need for, uh, for an infrastructure on the site compared to, um, let's say, uh, having a Wi-Fi-based system. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I do think that, that, that radio probably be, will be more used in the future for commercial purposes. Quite lately, actually, uh, VAG, so the Volkswagen Group announced 
that they are looking into uh, radio connectivity for uh, communicating uh, between uh, cars. So uh, especially in, in, in cities to communicate the traffic situations between vehicles. And I think they said by 2022, all of their new vehicles within VAG will be uh, equipped with uh, what they call an V2X technology, so vehicle to potentially anything. And, and uh, that's, that's the type of radio technology that we're looking into as well. So are we seeing a big change in, in, in what the future is going to hold for construction? What do you see? I mean, because right now there's so much going on. I mean, there's a lot going on in what we talk about, just pure construction, what's going on for what Volvo is doing in, in manufacturing. Uh, now you just talked about vehicle to, you know, to V, you know, talking about vehicle to vehicle, vehicle to I, vehicle to infrastructure. It just seems like, you know, and now we're talking about even the electric vehicles. It just seems like there's a lot autonomous vehicles. The industry is changing very, very fast. Yeah. When you talk about Volvo, they seem to be involved in a lot of different things. How is that all going to impact construction in general and what the operator needs to know with the type of vehicles they're going to have to be involved in? And when we talk about data as a part of that. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big question, that, right? <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> I'll try to answer it. I, I believe that, you know, services, services that are targeting operator productivity can provide benefit. But the importance here is to find services that, you know, provide the right type of support given, given the specific circumstances. And talking, you know, talking about intelligent machines, uh, I think that that they can provide a lot of useful information. And I think that probably, from an industry standpoint, a, a reasonable next step to look at, you know, how can we make use of a lot of data coming from the machines, coming from other um, data sources on, on the site, potentially, uh, and in order to to have a more productive and efficient uh, operation on the site. But then when we start talking about, you know, autonomy in the construction industry, I do think that that's something that will also become more, it, it will probably be something that we'll see more of in the future. But uh, especially uh, when we look at the pace of how things, you know, are developing today, I, I, I would be surprised if, if autonomy and electricity uh, or, let's say, electromobility would not become, you know, part of the industry uh, at some point in the future. And, and of course, that could have huge impact on productivity and efficiency uh, along with other things. Do, um, do you see and from a Volvo standpoint, what, what we're trying, what we're striving for with, with this is to, um, to, to achieve no emissions and, and no accident, no unplanned stops and, and higher efficiency. So do you um, see us going from this fully autonomous to electric vehicles then? Is that what you're talking about or, or is, 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 will that be the future in construction? Um, yeah, it, it could be. Uh, and, but I, I still think there's, there's, there's some way to go before we have fully autonomous and electric vehicles, you know, uh, widely used in the construction industry. Again, I think, uh, looking, looking at it, intelligent machines is, is it's a, it's a logical step towards such a future, focusing on how we can use uh, the equipment in a more productive and efficient way by uh, by using different sources of data. 
and and uh, not only targeting operators, but you know, targeting also uh, management, site management, and and how how to make use of that data in in, in a good way. And I think uh, when it comes to electromobility and full autonomy, le- let's see when when that technology is mature enough and and uh, and uh, where the industry stands in terms of uh, readiness to to adopt such new technology in the future. Well, it sounds like, Kelly, we sounds like we've got an interesting time in construction, and we all need to kind of hold on to our hats, right? So, uh, Kelly, yeah. I, I want to thank you for joining us today. I've really enjoyed this conversation, and I think our listeners learned so much about what Volvo is doing. And as the productivity services business manager, it sounds like you have a very interesting job to uh, help everyone else learn. So thank you again so much. Thank you, Peggy. It was a pleasure. All right, listeners, I hope that this episode helped you understand how to interact with all this data at the job site. And the end result, I really believe, will be a safer, leaner, and certainly a more productive construction project. So that's all the time we have for today's show. And I want you to remember that ConExpo ConAg Radio is brought to you by the Association of Equipment Manufacturers. So stay up to date on the technologies and trends impacting the construction industry. And you can do this by subscribing to our 365 e-newsletter by visiting conexpoconag.com slash subscribe. So thank you for tuning in to ConExpo ConAg Radio, brought to you by the Association of Equipment Manufacturers.